This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, April 3rd, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Much of the international aid devoted to Africa these last decades hasn't just failed to help poor countries develop to find their own footing. It's actually subtracted value. That's the conclusion of Edward Lutvek, senior associate at the Center for International and Strategic Studies. In light of that, he argues, money stolen from corrupt governments often means that it's helping families. We spoke yesterday. Over the last decade, economists have come to understand, I think, better the failure of aid programs to help countries uh, that are in need. But only recently have economists come to examine the fact that a lot of these aid programs are actually subtracting value and doing some lasting damage, preventing many days of reckoning uh, for these countries. Could you talk about that? Well, there, there are two dimensions to it. One is the specific project dimensions, which is that well-meaning foreigners arrive in African countries and, and set up a well-meaning scheme. At the end of that scheme, disaster. Uh, the classic cases, which have been studied minutely, were big cases. Uh, for example, river management schemes in, in French West Africa, uh, with the idea of using the water to have rice cultivation, modern agro-industrial rice. So before there were fishermen, who fished the river. There were herdsmen who would bring the herds to the river edge after the harvest to feed the herds. And before that, farmers who would farm along the river. Afterwards, there was a rice-growing scheme which was owned by a a rich politician in the capital city. And again, after that, it was abandonment. And suddenly people who uh, who had fed themselves as fishermen, farmers, and and herdsmen were pauperized, rendered miserable, and all of this was done by foreign aid interfering in something. There was a complex ecosystem of people and functions that was displaced by something that then eventually fails on its own terms. Why? Because of silting, because the rich politician in town who gets his hands on it, of course, can't manage it. So there have been many, so many cases where aid has done actually destroyed wealth, uh, that uh, they are significant. But the macro thing, stand away from the details, is that any and every aid program sustains the state because the stuff comes in, they go through the air, they pay customs, they don't, they pay taxes, they feed the state, nourish it, and so on. And this is the African state whose policemen don't provide security but extort money from the population at gunpoint the military who do the same on a bigger scale, uh, the tax collectors who, who take the tax and uh, which doesn't f- bring back any useful services, and a very expensive political class that operates the whole thing, provides very poor management, very poor leadership, and eats a lot. So we are helping to sustain these parasitical states. Bill Easterly, in his book, The Elusive Quest for Growth, talks about the failure of aid to get countries to reform their institutions. And he suggests that if this kind of aid is going to exist, it should be done after institutions have already reformed themselves. Well, uh, so people come in and say, well, you need an independent judiciary. You need an efficient civil service. You need a neutral and professional military. Well, you know, these are all things that have been achieved in relatively few countries around the world. If you put a world map with the independent judiciary in red, very little of the world is red and so on. Where it has been achieved, it's been achieved through centuries of struggle, struggle, centuries of struggle. Uh, 
Uh, kings had to die. People had to die for having an independent judiciary. So these are absurd requests. The little list of reforms is absurd. It's like going to somebody, uh, you know, and saying to him, "You should be, you know, much taller, much more richer, much more handsome, and by tomorrow morning." Okay. Uh, the other thing is that the very terminology is misleading us. For example, corruption. Uh, Anglo-Saxons don't like corruption. They go around saying, oh, these people are corrupt, these people are corrupt. But it, when the state is evil and destructive, destroys liberties and destroys wealth, corruption can be good. For example, let's say the case, a very everyday case, of, I don't know, some West African government uh, arms purchasing bureaucracy, you know, Ministry of Defense, weapon buying unit, and somebody there steals the money. Well, if he steals the money, he'll feed feed himself, he feed his family, his clan, his tribe. If the money, if he doesn't steal the money, they'll use it to buy guns. They'll be used to intimidate and terrorize their own population. No African army has ever defended an African state from aggression. The only ever thing they've ever done is to extort and terrorize the population. And this is why you said in the forum that in some cases you are actually wishing for more corruption in these countries. Well, I'm not wishing for more corruption. The fact is that familism and tribalism are organic African realities which enable Africans to live. The states are the artificial structures left behind by the colonial power which uh, which are exploiting and immiserating and cruelly oppressing the population. Corruption is a, is a system whereby resources are diverted, money is stolen from the state, and for people, these human beings, and to feed their families and so on. And therefore, given that the state structure is evil, corruption is good. It's like saying that a lazy SS man, you know, a, a lazy concentration camp guard was better than a hardworking concentration camp guard. A corrupt African official is somebody who is diverting money from states that do harm. Because you have to realize that even, for example, the the medical department, I mean, the, the doctor serving the medical department, he will not give you the injection unless you pay him. The injection he gives you is liable to give you a you know a deadly infection because he doesn't can't be bothered to make sure that it's is properly hygienic. Now, if you steal money from such an entity, I mean, it, uh, you are actually helping and not hurting the population. Edward Lutvak is a senior associate at the Center for International and Strategic Studies. He spoke at a Cato Policy Forum held April 2nd. You can hear or watch the full event at cato.org.